This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. In this episode, we're going to go over how, if you had a capital gain, how you can re- reduce the tax impact from that. So first off, a capital gain is if you bought something for a lower price and you sold it for a higher price, that difference, that increase in value, that appreciation while you owned it, when you sell it, that triggers a capital gain. So in this example, in this episode, where I'm going to go over and refer back to an example where we, we play with some numbers at about a $300,000 capital gain. So if you have a $300,000 capital gain, it could have come from selling stocks. Like if you bought stock for $100,000 and sold it for $400,000, that's a $300,000 capital gain. If you bought a home for $100,000 and sold it for $400,000, that could be a capital gain, like if it was a rental home. If you bought cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or really anything else, if you bought it for $100,000 and you sell it for $400,000, that's a $300,000 capital gain. And please note, it does not need to be $100,000 or $400,000. The sale, the purchase price and sales price doesn't matter as long as the cap, as long as we're looking at the capital gain specifically. So you could have bought it for a million dollars and sold it for $1.3 million. That's a $300,000 capital gain. So really we're just looking at the difference between the purchase price and the sales price. So first off, that's the capital gain. So if you are selling a business and this is as part of the year in tax planning, that is a lot of the questions that we get. Like people have a capital gain and now they're worried about what to do with it. They're worried about paying tax on it. And they want some strategies, they want some options to potentially reduce that capital gain, or at least reduce the impact, the tax impact from that capital gain. So that's what I'm doing today. I've got four things that you can do to reduce the impact from a capital gain if that's what you had. So number one, and these are not in order of importance, I'm just listing four things out for you today. But number one is opportunity zones. So an opportunity zone, it's it's an area in the United States that's been designated by it was the governors and the federal government that came together and came up with these specific areas on the map and in these cities, these specific areas that qualify as a, as a, they're in a qualified opportunity zone. So if you invest in an area that's in an opportunity zone, then you get some special tax treatment. So there's two ways to do it in these opportunity zones. Uh, you can do it directly through a fund. And this fund would be where people have raised other people's money and they're investing for you in these areas, they're usually going to go buy like an apartment building or do some sort of development in these areas. And the other way is for you to do it directly. So I'd go to the map. If you do a Google search for opportunity, opportunity zone map, you'll find it. The government site sometimes is a little glitch, glitchy, but there's these other sites that have it as well. But what happens to your money? So remember the example, if you have $300,000 gain, if you invest $300,000 into an opportunity zone, or an opportunity zone fund, that $300,000 will not be taxed in the current tax year. The The rules get pretty complex. I'll do a later video, and I've done prior, prior videos on opportunity zones. But as long as you understand, in that tax year, you are not taxed on that $300,000. There's a specific way to report it, but it'll essentially reduce your taxable income by that, by that amount. Your capital gain will be reduced by however much you put into an opportunity zone. And it doesn't have to be the full $300,000. You could do $100,000. You could do a partial gain exclusion if you want. But just know when it goes into the Opportunity Zone Fund, you've got to do it within 
six months from when you realized that capital gain, you've got six months to put the money in. It's, it kind of sounds like a 1031 exchange, right? But it it's not. It's a little different. You can actually have control and access to those funds for the six months. It just needs to be in the opportunity zone or the opportunity zone fund by the end of the six months. So that's number one. That one of the four ways to reduce the tax impact from a capital gain. So number two is buying real estate. So a lot of the videos I've done and a lot of my own investing has been buying real estate and accelerating the depreciation on that real estate. This is through cost segregations, the accelerated depreciation, the bonus depreciation. If you have a capital gain, remember $300,000 of capital gain on one side, you can have other investments that, that reduce your taxable income and that negative taxable income can actually reduce the tax impact from your capital gains. So you can have different sources of income or losses and they can offset each other. Uh, and the laws, they, they do get pretty complex. There are some limitations. There are specific types of investments that might not be able to offset other types of investments. But in the, the Wealth Game Alliance and the WealthGame.io and the Free Basics course, I talk more about the passive activity losses and some of those limitations and specifically how to implement those. So make sure to go to the WealthGame.io and at a minimum sign up for the Wealth Game Basics course, which is just completely free. But we want to make sure you're doing this right. I want to get as much education out there, but I want to make sure people are doing it right and implementing this and actually saving the taxes. So, uh, so we've talked about number one was opportunity zones. Two was buying real estate and accelerating the depreciation. Number three is harvesting your capital losses. So remember, on one hand, you've got a three hundred thousand dollar capital gain for the tax year, but if you are holding, if you're holding assets like stock or say you're holding crypto at a loss. Like say you bought something for a hundred thousand and now it's worth fifty thousand and you still own it, you've not realized that loss yet. And it's an it's an unrealized loss. And it's just sitting there, it's not benefiting you for taxes yet until you sell it. But if you go through, whether you have a financial advisor or you're looking at it yourself, go through and look at what current loss positions you have, what unrealized losses you have. Cause you can harvest, that's what they call it, you can harvest these losses. And those losses can offset the capital gains from the, th remember the $300,000 capital gain. You can use those losses. If it's a $50,000 loss, you can use that loss and it can offset the tax impact from the $300,000 gain, effectively making you only pay tax on a $250,000 gain. You'd be using the capital loss to, to offset a capital gain. And you can absolutely do that. So that's, that's number three was harvesting capital losses. Number four is just accelerating expenses and this is mostly this is if you're a business owner but if you have expenses you're going to pay for next year and if this year is a really high tax year that's usually with as part of the tax planning strategy that we like to do i like to accelerate expenses into the those high tax or the high income years so you'd be prepaying maybe you're prepaying for software or tools or equipment or vehicles you're buying things that you need anyways but you're bringing it into the current tax year. You might be buying it a month early, six months early, maybe even a year early. But instead of being those higher tax brackets, you're bringing those deductions into the current tax year to offset the tax impact from your, like your one-off $300,000 gain that got your income really high in just one year. So those are the four recommendations I have for offsetting or, or reducing the impact, reducing the pain from paying tax on the $300,000 capital gain. We had opportunity zones, remember? And we had buying real estate and accelerating the depreciation. We had harvesting those capital losses. And that last one 
was accelerating your deductions. So those are the four things I'd recommend at least considering if you don't want to have as much of a tax bite or a tax hit from a capital gain in one year. So go to, to just get more information on this and see how the flow of things are. And to get more of these ideas, go to the www.wealthgame.io. Get onto the course, join us in Wealth Game Alliance. If you want some specific questions answered, I'm answering all the questions in the Wealth Game Alliance. We'd love to have you there, but thank you for listening and I will talk to you all later. This was another episode of the Wealth Game Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We love your questions. We love your feedback and we love that you're involved with us here. So go to wealthgame.io if you want the free course. It's called the Wealth Game Basics course where we've got recorded videos. We've got some spreadsheets and templates and all sorts of things to help you out in your tax and wealth and investment journey. And then if you want more in-depth help, you want one-on-one help from me and the live bi-weekly calls, go to wealthgame.io and go to the Wealth Game Alliance. And that's the group where we're working on your implementation of these tax investment strategies that we're covering in the podcast here. I look forward to having you there.